Hello there, and welcome to episode 28 of the AFA podcast, the official podcast of animationforadults.com. I am Chris, and I am joined as always by Rachel. Hello, Rachel. Hello there, Chris. How's it going? Good. Pretty pretty full week this week, but um, I'm here. I'm ready to do this thing. Yeah, let's talk about some cartoons. Woo! Woohoo! Uh, and Yvonne. Hello, Yvonne. Hello. Back with us again. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> How's it going? It's uh, nice to chat with you guys, as always. You always is. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, things are good. Um, just been uh, busy with stuff, but um, I got to watch a few things, and I don't know. I'm just happy to chat. Awesome. Okay, so this week, uh, we're not going to have a overall topic. It's going to be one of our sort of hodgepodge mix, throw it all in sort of shows, because there's quite a bit of news to talk about. There's some stuff we've been watching. And there's a couple of other things we're going to talk about, such as the forthcoming Annie Awards, which uh, this will be the last show released before the ceremony takes place. Um, And there's also something we want to talk about with the Oscars a bit later as well. Um, But before all that, uh, we are going to head off into our news section. Um, And first up, uh, a bit of a... A update from last week and that is the uh, Kickstarter campaign Scribble that Rachel told you about last week which was to make a short film made by kids and it was a very charming and lovely project and we we were behind it all the way and it's reached its goal already mm-hmm. awesome I'm really I'm really excited to see how that moves forward now that they've been uh, they've re- got fully funded yeah we're really happy to see this happen. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> let's mm-hmm. just take some of the credit. <laughs> you're, you're welcome and good luck. Yeah. I, d- <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if any people... Well, this is, we, I think we, our primary concern probably was to thank everyone who yes. helped make this, helped get this funded. Mm-hmm. If they're listening. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course I, they are. Yeah, I hope so. Um, <laughs> actually, there was a... Um, a crowdfunding campaign we talked about ages ago and we were not terribly um complimentary to was the um uh, the uh, don bluth kickstarter to make the dragon's layer movie oh yes i remember that yeah we haven't talked about it since but what actually happened was um they weren't doing very well so they cancelled it oh no and then they relaunched on indiegogo as a because you can have flexible funding on there, and also ah. also they asked for a bit less, and um, I think they rearranged some of their um, some of their perks and stuff, mm-hmm. and yeah, they met their goal that time. Um, they over two hundred percent funded. Um, oh, well, good for them! Apparently, on Indiegogo, you can sort of have an open-ended campaign. <laughs> if you, I don't know if it's only if you succeed, you can. Um, basically allow people to donate after the original thing so you can still donate to it if you want the perks yeah it's um, kind of like kind of like patreon i think in a little way it's like you know if you mm-hmm. you, you cut your it's, it doesn't it doesn't have a limited time span of funding it just kind of you can keep going as much as you want if you choose to which seems like a good idea to me um mm-hmm. but yeah this project still though i i've I do wonder if people realise that just because they funded it doesn't mean it's going to happen because all their funding is a pitch. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. Just, 
it's just yeah it just makes it's the, it's the, it's the fortunate weakness of a program or an, a campaign like that because I mean it's not just uh not just for this particular thing but anything that's you know for using that particular medium to try and get funding for just a pitch I mean there's really no at least as far as I understand there really haven't been too many rules put in place about how you know you compensate people for even if they even if you do succeed but I don't know I haven't really had too many experiences with those uh with those websites before I just I'm just going off from what I've heard and the one or two experiences I've had at least with Kickstarter where it's like I funded something you know like for like say five or ten bucks and it's like okay well I was supposed to get something from it where is it and I never got it yeah but you know it's 2D animated movie that's good it yeah. happens if that happens it's but... Don Bluth that's also good yeah it's just the fact that they I just kind of don't really agree with the way they were kickstarted you know, asking just to do a pitch when they should have maybe done a short or something as a proof of concept. That yeah, that would be as a pitch. You could do if they um they um crowdfunded a short, Dragon's Lair, and then hopefully use that to then leverage that to make a feature. Then that's one thing, and then you can you know give the people who funded it the short. They can mm. have it as a download or a Blu-ray or whatever. It yeah. Seem, seems like that would have been the sensible idea, but hey, who am I to tell Don Bluth, animation legend, <laughs> what to do? Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure I'm sure they'll work something out and be able to get you know their feet off the ground with this project. So best of luck to them. I really hope it happens. I just mm-hmm. I just I'm not entirely convinced <laughs> whether it actually will or not. Um, mm-hmm. But as I said, I hope it happens. Um, and then moving on to the news, there is a big story this week uh, that come out of yeah the Angoulême um, festival in France, uh, which is a comics festival, and it got kind of a lot of um, it was in the news earlier this year because it had a um, completely male list of for its awards. It didn't have a single female creator on its list of um, contenders. And Sad. people were rightly up in arms about that. Um, and I think they went back. They loads of the nominated people pulled out, um, <laughs> so that they then had to redo it. I think. Um, but that's not what the story. Is <laughs> um, the story is that the uh, the manga artist and anime director Katsuhiro Otomo is one of the guests of honours at the festival, and he was doing a talk in Paris uh, last week and he was being asked about Akira, his magnum opus and he was asked by someone whether he would ever consider basically another adaptation of Akira and he apparently replied that a TV series was currently under study um, but he couldn't say any more at this time That is some pretty big news so possible I, revival of a long of a, of a classic you could you could say as i said this comes from a french this is french news um comes out of france and it came from a french site was where I, I picked it up so there is the translation issue so i'm not you know committing to the fact that he's definitely said oh it's happening uh, and i don't know quite what understudy means whether it means 
it's in development or if it's being considered or whatever but the fact that it's even being discussed is big old news mm-hmm. because Akira is a big deal um, it certainly it was one of the pioneer uh, movies with the whole uh, you know with Japanese animation if I recall correctly so and yeah the fact that it could be getting a revival is enormous whether it was for another movie or just you know, for you know like you said the television show Man, an Akira te- television show. I'm just trying to. I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. I have been wanting this for a long time <laughs> just, <laughs> because because the manga is completely epic and huge and sprawling and went on for like more than a decade. Even uh, even more so than what they were able to get away with in the actual movie. Oh, there's so much more. So much oh. more. It is um because. It's like a two-hour film, and mm-hmm. this is uh yeah this is a manga that ran between 1982 and 1990, um, and it been released. All of the graphic novels are like they're like telephone directory size. They're huge. <laughs> oh my god! And yeah, it's a proper epic. There's so much more to it than in the in the film, and the film was made several years before the manga ended. So. He knew how he wanted to end it, but um, there are lots of differences. Yeah, so, I'll ma- I can only imagine if it, if it, because like just like with both, like anime series like uh, Full Metal Alchemist, who ended what that uh, their first anime series ended before the actual manga ended, so they had to their ending kind of skewed off, uh, you know, far from what the actual manga was going to do. So it's that's it's not to say that that hasn't happened before, but the fact that we get, we could actually get to see about you know. You know the actual canonical ending of what happened in the actual Akira manga it put to animation. That sounds phenomenal. Any idea, like any particular points in the manga that you that they didn't do in any other of the visual media with Akira that you're really excited to see? Like, could you share any of that? What you know in terms of the plot? Because I'll admit I haven't really seen too much other than the movie. So, well, basically in the plot in the film, Akira. The titular Akira is dead. Uh, in the manga, there's actually a little boy called Akira. <laughs> he is alive. So that's quite a big difference for a start. Yeah, uh, I'll say. Yeah, but this is big news. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, it's such amazing news that it's made my brain stop working. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Interesting thing is that in the manga, it's got the Tokyo Olympics of 2020. And that's going to happen. So it was predicted by Mm. the Akira manga many years ago. Um, So I was wondering if perhaps this might come out to be running... Around the same time? Ooh, that's... Hmm. That would be really interesting. And also, the film's 30th anniversary will be 2018. So, because this... Obviously, if this adapts the manga properly, it could run for quite some time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it could be several seasons, at least. But, um... We don't know anything. Yeah, this is just, just, just a starting uh, rumour. Mm-hmm. Just but to it's... see that this, that this could be happening. But it is, you know... It gives, it gives us something to hope for, at least. Yeah, and there's been a lot of talk about doing a hollywood movie which was a terrible idea 
Um, <laughs> they're, they're still they're still trying to do, but this, on the other hand, is a brilliant idea. Yeah, it would give a lot more. If, like you said, there's so much more in the manga that the movie that the original movie didn't cover. A, t- a television show would be a proper medium to explore all the different characters and the plot lines and even in the world, definitely. Because I remember that's one of the things that struck me about of the movie the most was the fact that the world was just so big. You know, they feel like even that even a two-hour movie wasn't enough to explore everything that I wanted to see. There was no way that they could ever possibly faithfully adapt that that manga into a two-hour movie. But what they did was the best they could do, I think. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think they could have done it better. But a TV series is a perfect way of... And I know it's easy for people to say, oh, it's classic, you shouldn't go back. But I think there's room for an alternative adaptation. Oh, of course. And I, I think a lot of people uh, compared, like, Ghost in the Shell. There's the original movies, and then there's the TV series. And it's not entirely comparable, because the TV the TV series is um, completely standalone. I don't think it's even... It's not a direct adaptation of the manga. It's its own thing. Because mm-hmm. in Ghost in the Shell, each, each version is its own thing. The manga is its own thing. The... The movies are their own thing, and then the TV series was its own thing, and then there's another thing. They're all like alternate takes on the same universe. Yeah. So this would be not presumably not a completely alternate take. It'd be more faithfully adapted from the manga, mm-hmm. but you know it worked. If the the Ghost in the Shell TV series and the film are both you know equally, or they've both got their following and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's my favourite uh, part of Ghost in the Shell is the TV series, actually. Um, so, why can't it work for Akira? <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would imagine, like, even with all the various different medias, like you said, for uh, for Ghost in the Shell, manga, movies, television shows, etc., even if you might prefer one version of, you know, the series or the, the, the franchise over one over the other, that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, the other parts of the series, you know, the anime or television shows or whatever that you feel is not as good as some other parts of the medium, it still adds something. Mm-hmm. It still brings a new perspective onto the story and the world that is worth exploring. Even if you might, you know, might not come out of it completely satisfying, at the very least, it added it added something new. And it doesn't take anything away either. Cause no. Because the movie's still going to be there. Yep. And it's better than doing either a remake or a, mm-hmm. or a sequel. Not that yeah. you could do it sequel yes. uh so yeah my i tend to think like i prefer if you're gonna like redo things i prefer like a reboot to a a, a sequel as a rule um because mm-hmm. i i feel like a reboot is its own thing but a sequel can sort of tarnish the name only if done only if it's not done get given the most effort and trying to live up to what the original did or a story that doesn't really do a good job as a follow-up story i was controversially stating for years that i'd rather <laughs> see a rebooted indiana jones recast than another sequel with him being really old then then people actually started talking about it they say oh chris pratt chris pratt's gonna be indiana jones but uh they <laughs> said no then they said no we're not gonna do that we're gonna just do another film with really old harrison ford Oh, give the guy a break. Come on. It works in Star Wars, but just not in Indiana Jones. (laughs) 
Hey, I, in, in my personal opinion, I think there were special conditions for getting Harrison Ford onto that movie, you know, it, to be a part of the the latest Star Wars movie. But you know what? I think I'll save that conversation, that controversial conversation for another time. Yes. Yes, we're <laughs> not going to give anything away here. Um, so, yeah, so, Akira TV series, very exciting if it happens. Uh, Please make it happen. And you know that they wouldn't half-ass this. <laughs> no. This is the potential to be something really big, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was like an international co-production as well, because there wasn't a lot of money in it. Um, I'm, I mean, like Netflix are really getting into um, anime and stuff now. Now they're going international. They're getting like picking up more anime and re um, re-releasing it around the world and stuff. So who knows? I think it's because they they realized they stumbled onto a gold mine mm-hmm. of how popular. This is, you know, almost all around the world, you know, not just, you you know, UK, US, but also in uh, in Japan, but, um, you know, just around the world. So yeah. once they realize that, they're like, oh, we can only make more money if we make this more international. <laughs> Make it happen, someone, whoever you are, and make it good, please. Thank you. Yes, please. <laughs> so what else is going on, Chris? What else is going on? Uh, there is a festival happening in New York, in Avon's neck of the woods, um, starting uh, February and running into March, and that is the New York Children's International Film Festival. Cool. Um, and this, yeah. this festival has a bit of a reputation with showing quality animated films and it's not really a surprise really when you can when you find out that um this festival basically gave rise to g kids the distribution company get out of um, town i did not know that they because g kids are based in new york and they were started by the um the founder of the festival mm-hmm. he then went on to start g kids um uh, so they are very closely linked, and there's a lot of G Kids titles playing there, unsurprisingly. Um, and there's also lots of non G Kids films as well, but they are all rather impressive. All the animated films, I'm just going to list them. <laughs> Some of them you will be very familiar with, I think. Uh, the Boy and the Beast, which is going to be the opening night um, event uh, on the February the 26th. Uh, Adama, which is a French, yeah, I think it's French, um, animated film that was nominated for the best European animated film um, last year. Um, the Little Prince, April in the Extraordinary World, uh, which is a very awesome-looking 2D feature, sort of steampunky thing that G Kids are going to release. Cool. Phantom Phantom Boy, which is another G Kids title. Uh, again, it's French, I think. Um, it's 2D animated. Um, Shaun the Sheep, the Farmers, Llamas, and other stories, <laughs> which is the um, the holiday special of Shaun the Sheep that was shown on the BBC last year um, at Christmas, and a bunch of other episodes of Shaun the Sheep, I think. Um, 
I and Giant, the yes. um, special, the special restored edition. The, yes. Um, special, the special restored edition. Yes. The case of Hannah and Alice, which is a Japanese animated film that is actually done by a someone who is normally a live action director, and he made a a film called Hannah and Alice, uh, a live action film a while ago, and this is a prequel to it. Um, and I believe it is rotoscoped. Really? Um, and it's supposed to be very pretty. Uh, and I know because it, it played at Scotland Loves Anime Festival um, in Edinburgh and Glasgow, Glasgow in the UK uh, last year. And I heard a lot about it then. Um, Long Way North, um, which is a... This played at Annecy last year. Um, it is a French... I think it's... It's co-production between France and somewhere else, but it is a 2D animated feature that is going to be released in America by um, Shout Factory, apparently. And it's, I think the director is someone who has worked with Cartoon Saloon very closely on um, Song of the Sea and um, Secret of Kells. I think he might have been the art director or something on that. Um, Interesting. And if you watch the trailer for it, it actually looks... There is a certain similarity with cartoon saloon films, which is a good thing. Yes. Um, Little, God, Little Door Gods 3D, which is a Chinese animated CG feature. Um, I think I remember hearing about that. Yes, we watched the trailer. Back. It looks kind of... In, yes, that looks interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something I've never heard of, to be honest, called Beyond Beyond, which is a film that is apparently based on like scandinavian um mythology and all i've seen from it is a little bit of art that looks very good (laughs) (laughs) uh and then finally something called molly monster which is just obviously a kid's film um but yeah very impressive lineup uh, a lot of French Anna. films from the way we were talking about some. A lot of these come from uh, France. Are seems to be, yeah, a bit of a boom. Yeah. Um, there seems to be a lot of French animated features at the moment. Um, and I guess you have, if you haven't got kids, you have to borrow some if you want to go see these films. <laughs> <laughs> just find some friends or family go, can I borrow your children? I want to go and watch some cartoons. Um <laughs> Never mind, uh, I'm sure. Um, yeah, and a bunch of these are either American premieres or at least New York premieres, um, and a lot of them are playing quite a way before you can see them anywhere else. Like Boy and the Beast uh, is playing on February 26th, and it's then going to be released in the US in March, so you get a bit of a preview there. Very cool. So you can apparently get a, a pop like a, a festival pass for the whole thing so you can go and see lots lots of different films and they are playing at various different locations around New York um, but you can find more by visiting com and looking at the post about it and then go and watch some films if you've got some kids <laughs> 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 or you know maybe just the short friend I don't know 
Uh, you really don't need an excuse. Yeah, just just go if you want to go. You don't really need an excuse. I, I don't know if they have a, a no unaccompanied adults policy, to be honest. Um, yeah, I don't uh, think that that's the case. <laughs> you, you don't think that's the case? Oh, okay. I've known, I've known things that have had that kind of thing. Seriously? Yeah, well, like... like um, kids screenings at the cinema and stuff like they have regular weekly mm. cheap saturday thing and it's oh. like no unaccompanied adults because <laughs> they don't want you they don't want you um taking advantage of that sweet two pound fifty entry and get right. biscuits <laughs> to sit in yeah crumb filled sticky seating no, <laughs> oh, the children <laughs> oh, the children. Speaking of the children. Yes. Segway. Um, yeah. The children, say, of the 90s may <laughs> may remember the cartoons <laughs> of <Smooth>. Nickelodeon, uh, <laughs> such as Rugrats and Hey Arnold and Rocco's Modern Life and Brendan Stimpy. And... They are apparently going to be making a comeback on the big screen in a big crossover movie, Avengers style. A Nicktoons crossover movie. That is that is pretty big and uh, quite daring, considering how a lot of these cartoons have not been on the air for a while. I mean, I know they were, me- they were mentioning bringing back a lot of um, these cartoons to uh, television, I remember we covered that a while back in like a previous podcast, but I didn't realize it was good. they were going to be taking it this direction. Well, it's a bit like because the Sp- recent SpongeBob movie had that like live action segment, didn't it? Yeah, it did. So, and that made a lot of money. So, I don't know if this has got any factor in that. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good chance. I mean, they, if that movie, if the SpongeBob movie, proved you could at least do that kind of animation and still make money so can't blame them there but still be considering the different animation style between a lot of these different cartoons it's still going to be tricky to try and make it because i mean even if you do try and bring you know that kind of animation to like a live action or like a try to unify it there's like there's they're all they're all still very different designs um still trying i think that's the probably the big thing that's holding me back from saying yes about this piece of news. I'm thinking, this is my pitch, there's going to be some sort of, there's going to be someone who is of the right sort of generation to have watched the Nicktoons, so the sort of 20s, early 30s, whatever, and they are going to be a big fan, or, or they used to be a fan of the Nicktoons, and then through some magical technique, they come into the real world and this person with a hipster beard possibly i don't know um has to go on an adventure with them there was not much of a pitch really but uh... it's either going to be something like that or it's going to be you know a kid as the main character i don't know but seeing as this is something that is really going on the nostalgia i wouldn't be surprised if you had like an adult human lead because they'd be like oh red and stimpy Oh, Rocco's modern life. Hey. Well, you see, I would feel okay with that, and then, but for like some of the characters, but some of the others, not so much. Like the Rugrats and um, what's it? The yeah, R- Rugrats mainly, I think, would probably make me feel the most uncomfortable. Like 
unco- at least a little uncomfortable because I was like, wait, that was supposed to be like their modern world kind of thing. So it's just like, what's, why, how do you cross that over into, I, I just might, this is making my brain break, Chris. Help. Sorry, I, I, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> um, it, yeah, this was rumored a little while ago, but it now has a director, so it seems like it's actually going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that is Jared Hess, who is best known for directing Napoleon Dynamite and Nacho Libre. Um, and he is co-writing with his writing partner, Stroke Wife, who is called Jerusha Hess, and it is based on an idea by Ali Mendes. So, there you mm-hmm. go. That's the details we have at the moment, because there isn't a lot more. Dunno. I would need... I, I need to reserve my judgment till our fir- till the first teaser. Mm-hmm. But it's it's things happening, apparently. Yeah. Um, and many people will probably rejoice around the world, possibly. I don't know. Well, these were a lot of... The, most, a lot of these cartoons were really freaking popular in their heyday, so, I mean, I... I can imagine. I can imagine. You know, under, I understand being like really excited. It's just that you've got to be very careful when you're doing crossover idea anything to make sure it meshes up well. All I can say is they better get Billy West back as Ren and Stimpy or GTFO. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I think that's that. That's that covered. Uh, moving on. There has been rather a lot of trailers released in the last week. Um, some good, some not so good, some alright. <laughs> some uh, um, which make us uh, reconsider our opinions of the actual film, in the, at least in, from us, my, in my case of the uh, Secret Life of Pets trailer, which is one of them. Sh- shall we start with that one now you brought it up? Yeah, shall sure, we? why not? Right, so if you're a long time listener, um, first trailer, Secret Life of Pets, we liked. We thought it was cute and funny. And then the most recent trailer, uh, we were the Sakee Dog, because it was terrible. Um, <laughs> um, and then there's a new trailer. Uh, oh, well, I'm sort of back on board now. It sounds like Rachel is as well. Um, yeah, more or less, because, I mean, at least in the last trailer, it was just kind of highlighting one of the more eccentric side characters, which we didn't... It, we, it wasn't clear whether this was going to be a main character or not. At least now that we've seen this new trailer, it's it's been at least it seems more confirmed to the overall scope of the film. Yes, this is just a side character that they're just going to be playing on for some laughs, and you know whether or not that's successful still remains to be seen. But at the very least, with the grander scope of the plot of the film, it does seem like a lot more fun. Well, this one actually links into the the mood of the first trailer again, mm-hmm. in that you get to see the pets just hanging out at home doing the doing the thing. Um, which was the appeal of the first one, and then they completely threw that out the window in the second trailer. Um, so this trailer, you actually get to see how that goes into the... So seems like the plot is that there's the dog voiced by Louis C.K., and he's happy at home with his life, and then another bigger, hairy dog uh, gets brought home, and he doesn't get on with him so well. And then somehow they end up trapped outside in the worlds of New York and they meet some characters including that annoying rabbit basically and they're trying to get home I think yeah they're trying to get home and then 
the other pets that live in the co- apartment complex like looks like they go on their own little uh, adventurous romp trying to find the main character and his uh, uh, new buddy or ri- slash rival. So it's several, gonna be interesting. Several people have pointed out that this plot is kind of similar to Toy Story. <laughs> I can see why. Woody is Louis C.K. <laughs> Buzz is the big hairy dog, and then the the rabbit is I don't know Sid maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but the whole thing, oh, they don't get on, and then, oh, they go on a road trip. <laughs> well, at least give the film its due credit. At least it's going to, it, you know, it's going to be, if as long as they kind of stay more in the lines of just, you know, with the, you know, pet, you know, the fact that these are pets, not toys, you know, acting less human than, uh, than at least the toys were to a certain extent, then... I don't know. It could it could be an interesting twist on that particular tale. Well, I guess the thing is, I actually want to see it again now, which I didn't before. I was like, oh, no. Uh, it does then remind you of that, the rabbit poop joke at the end. <laughs> but <laughs> Let them but, keep thinking that's funny until it's too late. Yvonne, did you watch it? Not the new one. No, I haven't. I haven't. Do you see the second one though? The, uh, the... the one that um, no one really cared for with the little rabbit. Yeah. Yeah, I I wasn't too. Uh, I don't know. I didn't really care for how the turn that it took. I like the first trailer though. Exactly. That first trailer was great. I'll... And the second one was poo. <laughs> uh... Quite literally. Thank you. Yeah, it was <laughs> rabbit droppings. <laughs> this one. This one. Much better. So. <laughs> Illumination, keep it up, keep it more like that, please. Thank you. Yes, yes, indeed. What other Alan. trailers came out this week? Ah, oh, there is the trailer, which is Kubo and the Two Strings, second trailer. All right. This looks amazing. <laughs> the more and more I see of this animation, the more like my jaw drop drops to the floor because it's just, it's so. It's so unique. Like I love the I love the style. I love the way that they're bringing more of this like world to life, and I want to learn more about the characters that are uh, going to be involved in this journey. It seems, at least from what the trailer was showing us, and the mood in the trailer is really good as well. It's the atmosphere, and I I think that seems more like a like than we had previously because it's a bit of a departure for them. They've They've sort of made these sort of gothy films before, and then this is going to be Japanese inspired. But yeah, like a Japanese the, uh, coming of age story kind of. But the actual atmosphere, it seems from the trailer, is quite sort of, you know, spooky and dark and things. So it's sort of still in line with their sort of style, I think. You know what it reminded me of now that I'm really thinking of it? Um, it kind of, at least with the overall, like, tone, mood, and just kind of like this, like like you said, spooky but mysterious, but also, like, really adventurous, like, tone it's got going for it. It reminded me of a never-ending story. Oh, mm. interesting. It, that's, that's like the, like, the gut feeling that I'm kind of getting for this film, and because of that, it's making me all the more excited, because the, when... 
you have something like that. It's like the the limitations of what can happen are are taken off. So I mean, I'm all you know. I'm really excited for this movie. Like even more, I couldn't believe it even more so than I was already. And I'm pretty sure this is this is like an original story. It's not based on any specific Japanese myths. So they haven't they haven't got anything that they've got to stick by. Mm-hmm. So they can do what they want to its um, benefit. Because it looks like what what they're creating is, you know, all the inspiration is maybe inspired by myths, but the fact that they're doing their own thing will make it a much better, uh, more more unique film. And there's a talking monkey. <laughs> Who looks really cool and does kung fu. I'm excited. I just, yeah, the action in it is like, whoa. <laughs> Stop motion action. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I can't remember the last time. I mean, there have been stop motion films that have had action sequences, but never just like a full action film. At least that I'm aware of. Not, uh, not many that I can think of. But yeah, just uh, I wanted to see this so badly already. Uh, this is just. <laughs> and we've got to wait out. till August, at least in some. My vote was August for the. Is that the U.S. premiere or is that the U.K.? Oh, that's U.S. September here. Sob. Sob. So it's too long. That's half. That's almost half a year away. <sighs> oh God, <laughs> it's so long away. <laughs> oh yeah. It'll be but worth the it, wait, though. From what the trailers are showing us, it'll definitely be worth the wait. Yeah, I I said before that this was my most anticipated animated film of the year, and I started, Yeah, I stick by that. It looks <laughs> it looks amazing, and. Actually, we did a little little survey thing online, and uh, Kubo won the most anticipated. I it, I can't say I'm surprised. <laughs> it beat it beat even Moana. There you go. Wow. Which people are also excited about. Um, Disney, so, yeah. you have competition. Mm-hmm. So we shall see how that turns out. Although we're fairly sure it's going to be awesome. Yep. <laughs> And also, the other thing to say is the music on the trailer is really good. Yeah, I was, I was really impressed. I mean, I already liked the idea of the music in, from what little they gave us in the previous trailer, but now it's like they found had a chance to expand upon it in this one. It's just like, whoa, it's, I'm getting chills. <clears throat> I, I recognized it, but I was like, I don't really... What is it? I can't quite put my finger on it. And then I discovered it was a Beatles cover. So, <laughs> oh yes, I have heard this song. <laughs> It is apparently a song called "While My Guitar Gently Weeps," and it's like sounds like it's done on one of I I can't remember what they're called the um, Japanese. Oh, the instrument, instrument that uh, you see Kubo using in the film, right? Yeah, which is obviously linked into plot. So the two strings being yeah, that's obviously something to do with it. Yeah, I forget I, what those are called. I I. I apologize. It's like I feel like I should know. I should know this because I've I've seen those instruments quite a few times, but I just I can never remember what they're called. Uh, somebody tell us. I'm sure they'll be like tweeting. You go, oh, I can't believe you didn't know that it's called a such shuriken. and such. Yeah, not shuriken. Obviously, it's not called that. No, <laughs> no. Um, August stroke September can't come soon enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also your first sound of the voice cast. Um, you get to hear Kubo doing a voiceover. I think he's one of the kids out of Game of Thrones, I think. But he's doing an American accent. Yeah, I think I think maybe if that's the case, that's probably why I didn't recognise him. 
which is kind of weird. I that always gets me. Like if you get somebody who's British or whatever, they get them to do an American accent, and you're like, well, if you only got them for their voice, then why are you get them to do another voice? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And it is a bit weird having like all American voices in this Japanese thing, but it's not surprising really because <laughs> there aren't a lot of like Asian American actors who are well-known, which is a problem, obviously. Very, so it's got... very unfortunate. And that's that's a big issue at, at the moment. Um, all I could get was George Takai, apparently. Hey, hey, not that I'm not thrilled that we have George Takai in this movie. I'm excited. I'm actually very excited about that. Gosh, they could have just gone with unknowns, but hey. Because people are going to see it anyway because it's like a, well, they should mm. do. <laughs> Maybe they wouldn't. I don't know. People, maybe people aren't. I don't know how much money they're made, actually. I don't know. So, um, as far as uh, oh, the other trailers that came out, then the big one was uh, the next, the one of the next zoo, uh, Zootropolis. Yes, trailers came the, out. It's the UK trailer for Zootopia. <laughs> I have to uh, say, it was rather. It was very different than the other trailers that I've seen in the past. It looks like they were taking a new angle with it, focusing on the. Um, Oh god, what was his? Uh, what's the character's name? The fox. Yeah, Nick. Nick, Nick Wilde. Nick yeah. Wilde. They were focusing more on him instead of Judy. This time, this I, time around. I read an interesting article about Zootopia recently, um, and how apparently, for a lot of the production, the film was uh, Nick Wilde was basically the main character. Oh. And then, like a year, a year ago, they went, oh, "This isn't really working," and they switched to Judy as the main character. Um, because they decided it was better not to have like a cynical person as the main character. They decided that they should have the, um, they should have this the upbeat and more cheerful character as the focus, rather than the the cynical person. It makes it makes for a more fun film, at least as far as Disney is concerned. Yes. Um, this trailer seems to actually tell you a bit more about the plot. Um, and how how they become. Like the buddy unit and mismatched couple cliche type thing. Yeah, and buddy buddy cop, I believe, is the name of those types of yeah. movies. <laughs> Quite literally, <laughs> since there is a cop, one of the two characters is a cop in this movie. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. This is the first time I've actually seen one of the UK trailers where it says Zootropolis, and it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Previously, I've just watched all the American trailers, and... I assume it's going to be the same, apart from the fact that they say Zootropolis. Where... And, um, yeah, Dan is going to be watching Zootropolis next week. Because uh, oh. he is going to a masterclass thingy industry thing with, I think, with Rich Moore and Byron Howard, I think. And nice. getting a screening of Zootropolis um, <laughs> slash Zootopia, <laughs> whatever. Um, Oh yeah, <laughs> it's just, it still amuses me the fact that it's got the different title, um, but it's a good trailer again. <laughs> Would you say I, I, it shows? I mean, just just because of, since it was focusing more on Nick Wilde in this uh, particular trailer, that they were able to get away with showing a lot more of the plot than the previous ones. Because I know I recognized a lot of similar scenes and was trying to pick away, you know, pick away any like new material that they're putting through and. 
I can't say I saw too much more, but I think there was like like one or two, uh, like mostly with the stuff like showing how uh, Nick's been uh, scamming people. I think I was more like uh, doing his yeah. doing his thing before he meets Judy. Yeah, it sort of puts what you've already seen into context. I think because um, you saw a lot of the later scenes in the earlier trailer, but this sort of shows you how they, you know how they became the duo and go off on the... It sort of sets it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sort of shows you more where the plot is going. We still don't know where it... Fortunately, like, where it's going beyond that. But we know the basic... The basic setup more. Which I think... Looks good. Yeah, the more the more I see of this movie, the more I'm, like, really excited to see this evolving dynamic between these two characters. Which I think is where the heart of the film is really going to be, anyway. So, as long as they do that right, then I think that's this is going to be a good, successful film. It just looks so cute and funny, basically. And can we just put a dick on anyone ever mentioning the furry thing again? I'm just so sick of it. <laughs> just every time anyone mentions Utopia, so oh, furries, oh, oh, I'm such a scamp. Oh. Uh, it's like, oh. it's like that. Um, Guys, because basically what I have to say is that to that is, guys, calm down. <laughs> Just calm down. The thing is, I don't know why it's particularly being singled out. Because let's be face, let's be honest. On the internet, it's just the rule. There's porn of everything, so yeah. you don't need to just. There's even a song um, about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just being singled out. And I don't know why. And someone, I saw a, a tweet, and I retweeted it because it was a good point. Someone was saying, why aren't people saying this about Kung Fu Panda? Why are they t- concentrating on Zootopia? And <laughs> you know, Kung Fu Panda's got loads of animals. And I suppose people would say, oh, obviously, because in Kung Fu Panda, the animals aren't as sexy. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, That's I don't really know. funny. I don't know why. That's um, so mean. <laughs> I... I I I just yeah when people say oh they know what they're doing they're doing it to to cater to those people I just think no they're not <laughs> shut up <laughs> it's just yeah there's people out there what can you do um, just, just if they're hap- just if they're happy in their own thing just leave them be just don't don't <laughs> don't let's not raise a fuss please yeah like the, that article I said about for some reason I don't know why I bothered. Um, I then kept reading through comments, which I shouldn't do. And obviously, the first post was someone going, eh, fairies. Ah, ah, ah. And then there was another person who was complaining about the gazelle character, saying that it was fat shaming, uh, uh. making un- unrealistic body expectations. It's a gazelle. Um, I, gazelle's quite slender. Yeah, I was looking. I was. I, I was looking at the character designs. Like it looks like a. Gazelle, it's like you know, it, it looks exactly like she's supposed to. I mean, and it's also you know, this character is an idol, so obviously idols you know dress and behave a certain way. So it's not like they're. I don't understand why they're trying to say it's like oh they're trying to like evoke certain imagery or make it look like you know uh, to fit a certain like you know ideal for this character. It's like no, it's, they're just trying it out an idea. Just let them let let's see where it, what actually comes of it before we start you know getting up in arms. Just some people just like to anything. Just jump on it straight away. Let's be let's be offended by everything. 
It's yeah. like, and sometimes there's just not really anything there, like a gazelle not um, being overweight is one. I think <laughs> one area that where I think you're getting a bit carried away. Um, just, okay, moving on. Yeah, let's let's move on. Did you see that trailer, everyone? Um, I have not. I'm so sorry, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit behind. But have you seen any of the Zootopia trailers? No, I. Yes, yes, in the very, very early, just like the, the te- early trailers, the, like the teaser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Did yeah. Did you see the sloths? Did you see the sloths? Nope. No, oh, no. That's, that, I that, know. that's the one bit of the movie that they're just like really pushing. I'm looking forward to it, though. That's for sure. I mean, uh, yeah, I uh, honestly, I've just been uh, uh, focused on my couple things, and that's it. Super, super busy. But, um, but yeah, they're on my list for sure. Yeah, so that's a really good trailer. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> and then moving on to another trailer that there's been. There's been another trailer for the Angry Birds movie. Uh, yeah, I actually saw that when I was in the movies uh, last night. They were um, expanding a little bit more on the quote-unquote plot of the film. <laughs> <laughs> so, eh. My impression is, like, it, as far as a- adapting an Angry Bird film could, you know, it's it's okay. It's It, it looks like it's giving a, you know, a try at a decent humor, I guess. And uh, at least finding a way to like maybe like actually make the plot of the game, you know, actually, you know, mean something, but again, I'm I would never really played I never really played Angry Birds to be to be honest, so I'm not really sure if I'm the kind of person who this uh film is trying to target. Yeah, I played it, but um, I really, I, I would never think there was st- a strong enough narrative there to do anything. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like a little bit of a stretch. Maybe I didn't play it long enough. <laughs> Maybe there are other iterations. Make, if, if, <laughs> no, if you I, ask me, it, it probably would make much better of a short film, a short animated film, than an actual full-length feature film, like they're trying to make it. Mm-hmm. But... This is what we're getting, and as far as uh, what we're getting goes, I'm. I hope it does something funny, different than other you know films based on video game properties. So we'll have just again wait and see until the actual film comes out. They've taken sort of, sort of a quite fun angle with the whole thing of actually. They've taken it to the natural area where why is this bird so angry basically <laughs> um, oh. and let's send him on some anger management um, <laughs> which is oh you know you've got to give him some credit for because I don't know how how you'd even start building a, a film around that game when there's right. really nothing to it um, but what they're doing with it is at least quite creative I think um, there's also some stuff in the trailer that's kind of icky um yeah that that part of the trailer in terms of you know this that particular bit of humor was or that way because we're supposed to take it as humor but i remember when i watched it and even when we were um i was you know sitting with all the other people around me in the theater we're just kind of like i think i heard like a chuckle of like maybe a kid or somewhere in the back but no one else was laughing 
Hmm. So it's like, that's not a good sign, movie. This is supposed <laughs> to be one of your big, you know, this is the big comedic thing. You wait for the end of the trailer to show off, and it's getting little to no response. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't go there a lot, that kind of humor. <laughs> I hope so, too. I hope that's just like a one-time thing. Although I suppose that'd be different. <laughs> there aren't many gross-out family animated films, really, are there? <laughs> um, it'd be something a bit different. Not necessarily a good thing, but nah. it'd, it'd at least make it stand out, I suppose. Yeah. Like, did you see that Angry Birds movie? It was gross. That's not the usual <laughs> thing people would say. Yeah, well... It's better than more we fart jokes. Mm. I'm sure there'll be some of them as well. Because I'm, 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 I swear, I, I swear, I'm gonna quote, I'm gonna quote Doctor Who here, and just like I, like, because I see this in like a lot of like really like mediocre kids cartoons or films, like with all the fart jokes, and I just, I want to say, I basically just sit and say, "Excuse me, would you mind not farting while I'm saving the world?" <laughs> oh, Angry Birds, you're a movie. That's a thing. Um, so yeah, not a lot more to say about that one, is there really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would also say the same of um, another teaser trailer that came out that I also saw in theaters, literally right after Angry Birds. That was uh, that we were talking about on the new trailers this weekend. It's um, the Trolls movie. Yeah, uh, that tiny, tiny mm. little teaser basically shows you the characters, um, shows you what the character designs are going to be like. Um, I don't know why they're making this movie. To be honest, neither like, do I, because I don't. I don't think I've seen a troll doll. Oh my god! In almost over five years. It's a really weird thing. To be very, like, when I heard about it, I, I didn't. I couldn't imagine that it could be those little ugly, little freaky things with the hair. I was like, no, it must must just be about some trolls. But no, it's about the freaky little ugly hmm. doll things with the hair. Um, at least the character designs are cuter than the actual. Than <laughs> the actual troll dolls themselves, yeah. They've just got the distinctive hair, but they're they've made them like more cute to look at. And it looks like it's going to be musical because they're all dancing and and weird, uh, yeah. And someone's going to try and eat them. That's about it. <laughs> There's a bunch of musical people in the cast. Because uh, Anna Kendrick's known for singing and stuff, because of Pitch Perfect. Yeah, and yeah. she's and I, I I like the fact that you know she's she's a good actress, and I and I do you know I, I really enjoyed her in Pitch Perfect and in other I, I movies she's been those. in her. Into but, the woods. I, yeah, into the woods. As uh, she was Cinderella, wasn't she? Yeah, she was amazing. I love that movie and she's musical. Awesome. <laughs> so at least just for my initial impression, the fact that that you know this movie really didn't need to happen i'm just kind of wondering if she can if she and whoever else is you know casting this movie can save it but we don't really know anything based on this tiny teaser it might be it might be a surprise but it kind of looks more like sort of what dreamworks used to do rather because they can do how to change a dragon and they can do kung fu panda or they can do sharks tail and <laughs> oh yes i remember that movie and um yeah with this and with home last year it's like it's almost like i don't know i hope they're not going back in that direction because they can do either. so much better 
because they can do so much better. <laughs> they've they have proven that with this um with you know like you said with How to Train Your Dragon and Kung Fu Panda that's like they've proven they can their animated movies can be so much more than what they initially you know the kind of product you know products they were initially putting out and in all honesty I would prefer seeing them continue to move in that you know the direction of How to Train Your Dragon and Kung Fu Panda as opposed to just trying to find something nostalgic to try and uh, reboot it and make it popular again and just make it cute, you know, cutesy and funny and just not really, not a whole lot of substance to it. I, I wonder if they just kind of ended up with the rights to trolls by mistake. Because <laughs> that would be funny. Because <laughs> I can't imagine that there'd be an executive thinking about you know what the kids like today. <laughs> Totally. No, they don't because I swear I like I said I haven't seen a troll doll at least you know not in the Toy Story for a long time. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they've become like a hit sensation when I wasn't looking. But I swear the last like the, I swear the last time I saw a troll doll was um I like not an actual troll doll but like actually saw them was in the beginning part of Toy Story three. Coming next summer, Furby the movie. <laughs> Oh no! That would um, be that would be terrifying. I, mean, I, would, I would actually see that if it was the, they made a Furby movie. It was actually supposed to be a horror film. Because <laughs> <laughs> I swear that's what the, that's what those those toys are scary as hell. So yeah, trolls. That's a thing. Uh, and there was one other really tiny, tiny teaser, which was Finding Dory. Um, which there's really nothing to say much about it. It's just got Dory in it because it's Finding Dory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's basically just kind of reminding us what we already know that this is a film that is happening, and you know, it's still Dory, still cute, still pretty funny. It's going, you like Dory, don't you? Here she is again. <laughs> so it's actually got less in it than the previous teaser, which is that was unexpected. That's not normally the way it works. Yeah, I, I would have <laughs> expected to see this trailer first. Yeah. Then later, like with this, when the new, the second trailer would have been the one with more explanation of what the plot's about, and you know, scenes with more more characters than just Dory. But what do I know? I'm not in the, I'm not in the movie industry. I don't know how they have you know the whole making goings on between making trailers and releasing them. So maybe there's a reason for that. But it yeah, it's still gonna be good. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> and that's the trailers. Um, couple of other stories just quickly um there is going to be a new justice league animated series on cartoon network um that is news to me i have i'll admit i'm normally when it comes to and you know at least with the dc universe and uh, cartoon network said you know dc animated you know franchise normally i keep my ear to the ground but i didn't that's the first time hearing of this it's called justice league action and it is going to be on Cartoon Network, and it's going to have the voice of Kevin Conroy as Batman. Uh, they've released basically just some images, so you can see the art style looks fairly cartoony. Really kind super of. cartoony, or and oh, um, it looks interesting. It's different. It's apparently going to be um, like eleven-minute episodes, which is not typical for an action series. Oh, they're 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 keeping them like little short episodes, kind of thing. Yeah. Huh. Whether they'll be multi-parters, I don't know. Um, that might be one way of doing it. Hmm. 
it's it's different. I'll give it that, and the fact that they've got they somehow got Kevin Conroy to come. You know, I thought I thought he was done with doing Batman for a while, but apparently I was wrong. And I'm, he, you know, in, in my mind, he is the voice of Batman. So they have nothing, no live action movie or anything will be able to change my mind otherwise. So in hindsight, I guess I'm, I'm I should be very, very happy to hear that he's, you know, he's still getting work as doing the voice of Batman. Oh, it's also going to feature Mark Hamill as Joker. Whoa! James Woods <laughs> as Lex Luthor. Okay. So, yeah. All right, uh, two thumbs way, way up for the casting choice of this show. I'm okay. I'm. I can. I, you can consider me on board just for that. I'm. So- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love the Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. I love the fact that they, you know, the, they were the voices for uh, Batman and Joker for so long. I'm just. It doesn't get any better than that for me. <laughs> so far, there's no details uh, like when it's going to air or anything, but. It's been confirmed that it's happening. Um, All right. And it is... uh, There hasn't been a new, like, Justice League series for a while, has there? I don't think. No, not since, um... Let's see. Not since, uh... I know there was just the original Justice League cartoon, like, back in the early 2000s. And then they, you know, expanded with Justice League Unlimited. And I think that was the last official, like, you know, Justice League, you know, show that I can think of that was part of the whole DC animated, you know, universe. And then they kind of hinted at some Justice League stuff with um, when they did the show Young Justice mm-hmm. a while back, and uh, which is also a very good show. But, um, yeah, it's, it's they kind of moved away from that f- for a little while. And uh, so, yeah, I guess they're bringing it back now. I think Cartoon Network sort of moved away from action, really, didn't they? They did for a good a good bit. They were just kind of keeping to like their um their short cartoons, you know, their their shorter like more humorous based cartoons. Because I know they still had the whole DC um DC kind of animated block with just you know shows that were they're based on a uh, DC uh, comics. Like I know they um think the only one that they have to their name right now, at least that I can think of off the top of my head, was the. Uh, the Teen Titans Go cartoon, which I have my own uh, <clears throat> personal feelings about. They're not good, but <laughs> that's that's kind of the impression I get. But apparently, it's the kids like it. Uh, <laughs> it's really it goes. It's very popular with children. So it's like I ra- I take your Teen Titans Go and I raise you an act- actual Teen Titans show that came out back when you know. Back in you know cartoon Cartoon Network's glory days, and I dare like it was so much better, guys. Why? It had an awesome theme tune. I'll give you yeah. that. Yeah, and then they they still somehow managed to botch even that up with the Teen Titans Go. So good job, good job, guys. You know what musical cues go get this week's episode now? Oh God, no! <laughs> the, the the proper one. No, okay, good. The, the proper if it's the proper one, then I'll all right. Sure, go, go for it. <laughs> um, yeah, and in also DC-related news, but this is actually in the world of comics, but I just wanted to mention it because it's mental. Um, DC are doing a bunch of comics based on Hanna-Barbera comic cartoons um, that are going to be sort of reimaginings of some of the classic series, including the Flintstones, Scooby-Doo, 
and wacky races, um, but sort of an actiony, hard, hard edge sort of version of them. There's some of those I could, if you do it the right way, I could understand why you'd want to do something like that. But at least with stuff like, like you know, wacky races. You take out the humor and try to make that more of a serious, like, you know, story. Like, you that's taking away what it was, to be honest with you. It's like, who, why, why would you do that? It's going to be a series called Scooby Apocalypse. Um, no, that's not what it's called. Please, t- please tell me you're joking. <laughs> I w- wish I was. Oh um, my god, no. And, uh, yeah, Shaggy's now got a big hipster beard and um mm. ash and uh tattoos and um no no yeah. Daphne seems to have a big gun um and does Fred who's got tribal tattoos um Scooby... like, just there are things you don't do no one's told them and yeah, Flintstones just look more serious version of the Flintstones. Um, this is a really weird idea. Uh, I don't. <laughs> this they, the images basically look like the kind of thing you'd see on on Deviant Art and go, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, like, oh, that's nice, and never pay another second thought. It's just like it's a nice idea, but you never actually want to see it actualized. Wacky Races looks kind of like they're trying to do Wacky Races meets Mad Max, which is a thing, I suppose. I mean, okay, if you're gonna come, if you're gonna try and take something that's a bit more, you know, hardcore and try and put it with Wacky Races, I could understand. I could understand that at least because you know it's all it's all madness when you come down to it. But still, there was just. God, the wacky race has just had a charm to it. If you take out that charm, it's just like you, you you lose something important about what made it so fun to watch in the first place. But that's just... Eh. This is the joint weirdest news of the week, I think, along with that Pikachu Great Detective game. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, saw, I did see screenshots of that. like pretty adorable. <laughs> Pikachu is a detective now. <laughs> I just, that's all I know, but I just saw a couple images and I was like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> that's it. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I just saw a bunch of people on Twitter making jokes about Pikachu being a detective <laughs> and they were, they were quite funny. And then I discovered it was an actual thing. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's really happening. Although it has apparently led to a petition. Um, so people are petitioning because um, Pikachu <laughs> has apparently got the voice of a man in in this new game, like a Rub. really deep voiced man. Yeah. Oh uh, God. And there's a petition uh, to get Danny DeVito to do the voice for the English version. No. Nothing against Danny DeVito. I'm sorry, but I don't. I'm think... Pikachu. No. 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 Pikachu. Pika, pika, pika. <laughs> Chris, Chris, you're hurting me. You're, you're you're hitting me right in the childhood. Sorry. Oh. This game would obviously be much better if you just thought like Pikachu. Yeah, I mean that would just be that would just be funny. Pikachu and a deer stalker hat. There you go. Sold. That's all you need. <laughs> 
Anyway, I think that's the news. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, some good, some bad. Yeah. Some mind blowing apparently yeah. makes my brain yeah. stop working. I know. I'm I'm, I'm still um, trying to recover from just those last couple stories. Like, oh my god. <laughs> so um, now we're going to talk a bit about some stuff we've been watching. Um, I know, Rachel, you watched something interesting. Interesting. I did. I know you. You'll probably have guessed when I said I was at the theater last night, but uh, there was a certain movie that came out this weekend that I kind of couldn't wait to see, and that would be Kung Fu Panda 3. Mm. Uh, I thought it was Norm of the North. I have heard things about Norm of the North, and I'm just... <laughs> I'm not going to touch that thing with a 10-foot pole. No, don't blame you. <laughs> but no, I saw a vastly superior film the other night in Kung Fu Panda 3 and while I'm not going to go into too much detail because I want to save that discussion for um, when uh, I next time we could speak with uh, Jill who was all who also sh- uh, should have seen that movie uh, this weekend hopefully um, and it was definitely a very very enjoyable movie a great kind of ending to the whole franchise in general if they, if they are indeed going to leave it off here because it seems to me, like, they can't really, they shouldn't make it go anywhere else after this, at least not as far, you know, with, with Poe as the main character. But it was very enjoyable, very visually stunning. Like, even more so than the previous films, if you can believe that. But, um, it's, you know, if you are a fan of the previous films, go watch this movie. It is, you are not going to be disappointed. At least, I know I wasn't. I would, I would if I could, but I can't. Because <laughs> it's not out here till March, damn it. <laughs> soon, Chris, soon you'll get to see it. <sighs> but it will be, it'll be yeah. worth the wait, I promise. Yeah, I think I'm going to rewatch the first two in the meantime, because it's a long time <laughs> since I've seen them. Yeah. Uh, especially the second one, which I can't remember. I've only seen once, I think. So. Oh, I love the second one. Like, even, even though I love this film... I still like say, but just with what the the second film was able to do and how it was able to completely like upset expectations, I think that's still my favorite one. Cool. Yeah, that bridge scene always sticks with me. Um, which bridge scene? I'm trying to remember. In Kung Fu Panda, when they're um, with like all all four heroes are um, battling. Uh- uh, Oh, from the first film. Oh, was it the first one? Yeah, I think the one with their where they're fighting. Um, oh God, what's his name? The the first the first antagonist, uh, Tai Lung, is on the, the bridge. First one. It yeah. is the first one. Yeah, I don't know. And I you know it's the that. sequel. You know it's the sequel if the main antagonist is a peacock. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like the, the whole fact that they were able to choreograph just you know a fighting peacock with the big old tail and everything. I just, I, I still get blown away every single time I see that. It's like, how could they, how did they do that? How did they well, the, make that work? Well, that's the thing though. I mean, that bridge scene is so incredible. The animation is so incredible. The weight and everything. Yeah. I need to watch this films again. Yeah. I think Yvonne, I does as an animator, I think you would really, really enjoy uh, the third one for when you get the opportunity to watch it because oh, it is cool. They they were able to do a lot with this, like a lot more of melding of the um, you know, the the two D and the three D animation, kind of like intermingling, like seamlessly between each other. It was my I just I couldn't 
I wanted to watch it again, like right then and there, just so oh, I could see awesome. more. That's awesome. I have heard some people sort of suggesting that they thought that this one was being sort of unceremoniously dumped just because they're releasing it in January, but I don't think that's the case at all. Because nah. um, basically it was supposed to come out at the end of last year, I think, and they moved it because it was too close to Star Wars. And yeah, like, and that was a very smart move. As oh, yes, it was. <laughs> um, and I think that they... Because Home came out around sort of this time last year. Um, might might be near March, but it was early in the yeah and i think that made a lot of money so i think they just realized hey you can make lots of money whenever you get released really (laughs) especially if there's nothing else being released at the time so i don't think and it sounds like it's been doing well so far so yeah signs are good yep (laughs) that's really all i've had the time to watch unfortunately because it's been a very very busy week for me, but at the but at the very same, I'm very happy. If there's anything I was going to see this week, I'm very happy. I'm very pleased that it was Kung Fu Panda three. Yeah, and we will have obviously a much more detailed conversation on the podcast about that in future when yes. more people have seen it, or at least Jill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, I know. I know. Uh, once Jill's seen it, we can we could probably go on and talk about it a little bit more in detail. Woo-hoo. Um. I've been watching a bunch of stuff. Um, uh, I've been watching an anime series to review. Um, uh, free. You'll never get a guess. It was actually a quite strange series, which is very unusual for anime, obviously. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, and it's called World Conquest. I think you pronounce it Zvezda. Um, it's basically about like a like, secret organization that wants to take over the world. So pinky in the brain style. Um, mm. But this secret organization is run by a little girl. Um, and yeah, and also the people in the secret organization are the main characters. Uh, and they're fighting against, you know, like a an organization that's trying to stop them, who would normally be the main characters in most things. <laughs> uh, and it's... I've... I think it's like, um, it's more, it sounds sort of like superhero type thing, but I think it's um, sort of paying homage more to Japanese superhero type things, like a bunch of sort of 70s giant robot shows type things with, um, I think there's a series called Yataman and things like that. Oh, you know, yes, Yataman. They, ha- they have a particular type of costume, and I think the characters in this, their costumes are based on that kind of thing. They've got masks and strange coats and things and um, there's one character who's got sort of a skeleton mask um and also based a bit around sort of they're called sentai shows which are things like power rangers oh <laughs> yes i love those things i think i think that's what it's referencing more than sort of american superhero type things mm. um but a lot of the time it's more sort of a sitcom type thing because they're they're they don't seem to be doing a lot of work on this trying to, con- to conquer the world type thing because um, I don't know how what they're doing is supposed to move them towards world conquest because they're doing things like um, there's one episode that revolves around them um, trying to stop people smoking because <laughs> okay. they, they decide that they hate people smoking in public and not stopping when they ask them to so this whole 
uprising against smokers happens <laughs> and the smokers rebel and they um they go and like they all hide and there's like a war between the smokers and the non-smokers um so that that's a bit mental um <laughs> sounds kind of like the leftovers no <laughs> and, and there's another episode where well part of the um thing is that the people who are in the two secret organizations they they know each other like in their um their um normal identities but they don't know that they so they're like going to school together and one of them's in the secret organization and one's in the one that fight them and they have no idea that the other one is in the other even though it's really obvious <laughs> you know that's the, that for some reason that kind of reminds me of this anime that i watched a while back to a certain at least to a certain extent reminds me of um a show that i watched a while back called uh, it was um called star driver not sure if you're familiar mm-hmm. I've heard of it, but I don't know anything. It kind of has this. It kind of has a little bit of the same idea. The fact you know, at least you know, you have these the main characters who are all going to the school, but they're actually going to school with the bad guys of the series. And the, mm. I mean, the bad guys know who the the bad guys know who the good guys are, but the good guys don't know who the bad guys are. To a certain extent, it's just like, come on, guys, you go to school with them. But there's <laughs> this really um, amusing idea where they go off. The the two the two groups all go go off on their um sort of staff holiday type thing to a um, hot springs, uh, and course. there's um there's an old couple uh, who run the hot springs, and it turns out that the old the 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 old man is in one organisation and the old woman is in the other organisation, nice. and they're completely unaware of the other one being. <laughs> That sounds like the kind of like identity joke that would only exist in an anime like this. Yeah, and yeah, it's pretty strange, and it's kind of fun and weird, and I'm enjoying it so far. It's not amazing, but I shall obviously have to wait till I get to the end of the series to do an overall um, review, but so look out for that soon. because it seems like kind of towards the end it might try and get a bit more serious, which I'm not sure how that's going to go, because it's a really out there and daft idea, and I'm enjoying it being out there and daft. <laughs> oh, and also there's these weird little mascotty characters, little colourful blobs that um, that can all uh, like merge together to make a giant octopus. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> so that's fun. <laughs> So yeah, uh, World Conquest of Esda it's called, and it, by the time you hear this, it will be out on DVD here, Blu-ray in the UK, and I think from man, no, for, yeah, for manga, and it will be out. I guess I think it's Aniplex released it in the US, and okay. I'm sure it's streaming as well. Um, also, I've watched a lot of shorts this week actually, because there is a a um, thing called the Japan Animator Expo. That is, um, it is actually set up by Hideako Anno, who is the uh, director best known for Evangelion and a bunch of other stuff. Like um, he also worked on um, Nausicaa back in the day. Yeah, he was an animator on that, and he's yeah, he was famous at, when he worked at Gainax, and then he went off and founded his own studio. Um, and this studio has set up this thing called Animator Expo, which is basically just a sun- set of an- um, shorts, completely unrelated, um, 
it's supposed to be like an experimental thing just to um for people for animators and uh directors and writers and everything and musicians uh just to basically let their hair down and experiment in the short form and they were released temporarily um uh online before and then they disappeared again and then they got re-released at the beginning of january and and they were only available till the end of january and so they realized i had to try and watch them all (laughs) over the weekend (laughs) um and there's 35 of them but they're all like um they're all sort of under 10 minutes um sort of most of them about six minutes or so especially especially if you like um skip the intros and everything um so as you might imagine it's a bit of a mixed bag um some of them are amazing yeah that i i'll admit that i'll uh i got a chance to watch some of those as well after you posted the link to them and uh yeah i had i had the exact same kind of reaction they were definite mixed bag some were like really impressive others were just kind of like what the heck and now it was funny that you mentioned that that this whole thing was started by one of the primary brains behind evangelion because i did see quite a few evangelion related shorts in there too yeah i think there's three different evangelion related ones um and one of them's like a 3d cg one that's really quite impressive and apparently the um studio who did that are i don't know if it's the director but that studio at least um are the ones that are gonna team up with miyazaki for that um his first cg short interesting the caterpillar that that was them and yes i believe so they're called because they're they're called like steven steven or something um and that was one of the more impressive ones um definitely a lot of them most of them are 2d animation but there's a few that have employ this um it's turned out to be quite popular in anime at the moment which is a sort of it's a 3d look but they've tried to make it look 2d sort Mm -hmm. of cell shaded yeah, they've yeah. done. I've I've um, seen them do that before. Like I know, um, a lot of video games. Uh, that I've seen that style in a lot of video games so far. Like I know, um, the Naruto-based games are really, really good at doing that kind of animation. Yeah, they they seem to do it quite well in in games, but for some reason, when they do it in anime, um, it doesn't tend to look that great to me. Um, it's because I think they apparently try and copy the anime style, um, like the number of frames, and when you put the um, the 3D CG and you d- do it with that same number of frames, it looks really jerky, and and it just doesn't look very smooth, and it really just drink, brings you out of it, I think. And basically, when they do that style, they don't look so great to me. But <laughs> a lot of them that are really just smoothly traditionally animated are really gorgeous to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the first ones is about um this girl who's obsessed with cycling oh i saw that one it's called hill climb girl and it's really weird to me because it shows it shows uh, sequences from the tour de france and my dad is obsessed with the tour de france so i've seen wow. i've seen it like he's, he's been watching it for like 20 years or something uh so i've over the years i've you know been sitting down <laughs> when he's had it on so i've seen and it's like this is just like the Tour de France, and even stranger, it's actually got. There's this the first British guy who won Tour de France, 
he won it in like 2012. Um, he's called Bradley Wiggins, and he's quite a character. Uh, he's quite distinctive because he's got these big sideburns and everything. Um, and he's in this, and it's really weird. Ah. He's like her icon, and he's like this anime version. He's called Bradley Wiggins, and it's really weird. Um, I was um, wondering about he, that because I remember like watching that short and I was like, who is this guy? I was like, oh, wait. And then I asked my brother. It's like, oh, so he is an actual person. Awesome. Yeah, he won the Tour de France and then he won a gold medal at London 2012. And yeah, he's, he was quite a big deal. <laughs> I was like, well, what's he doing in this? This is really weird. Um, <laughs> and then some of them are just kind of... Some of them are just like, hey, here are some boobs. Um <laughs> <laughs> you mean you mean cassette girl? Did you see that one? I did see that one. That yeah. was that was that... the big one. Like, oh look it, we have some really very nicely timed shots of the main characters behind or or you know what? And it's just like, oh, good because I was oh. wondering if this was anime I was watching. Some of it does go. Oh, actually, I can see that this comes from the same source as Gynax, really. Yeah. <laughs> and another one that I really liked. Um, it was, um, no, it's got a really strange name. I didn't realise that's what it was called. It's called 20 Minute Walk from Nishi or Okibuku Station, two bedrooms, living room, dining room, kitchen, two months deposit, no pets allowed. It's allowed. I saw that one. It's a, it's a bit of a mouthful, um, but it's, it's this girl who wakes up and then realises that she's tiny and she's shrunk down in her apartment. Um, and obviously... She's naked because it's anime, um, and she's running around and trying to get like attention of I don't know if it, I think it's her boyfriend um, who's stomping around like Godzilla style in comparison to her. Um, like she's trying to get his attention, and then like the twist at the end is that you see from his his um, his point of view, she's been turned into a cockroach. <gasps> Yeah, so you see the entire time he's trying to chase her, you know, because he thinks he's just a co- she's just a cockroach, she's going to squish her, and she's just, like, trying to get, mm. you know, it's like, no, no, don't do that. Yeah, hmm. but that was a fun one. Um, whatever ones did I see? Oh, and there's this one called Obaki-chan, and this <laughs> this is a cute one. It's about this, um, uh, at the beginning you see, like, uh, a young girl, and she's, like, getting out of bed, getting ready, and then she um, goes to work, and her job is a ghost. <laughs> so put puts a sheet, sheet over her head, so you see, and it's, it's like, you know, the typical cartoon ghost of a sheet, um, but with legs sticking out the bottom. And that is like just loads of little, tiny little vignettes. Vignettes? How do you say it? Vignettes. Vignettes. <laughs> vignettes. Oh, that, now I know. <laughs> I've, I've seen that written down so many times, I never know who you say it. Thank you. You're yeah. welcome. Lots of um about this little ghost character, and that was really cute. And she's got a cat ghost as well, which is <laughs> which has got the little sheet and the four little legs sticking out the bottom. And I'd like, I just, I was like, I wish this was like a comic or something. I'd love this. <laughs> And there's a lot of them that are just basically about giant robots as well. Big surprise. <laughs> I loved them. They yep. were great. There were some great, really good giant robot ones. Um, and the other one, I oh, a couple of others I want to mention. Uh, <laughs> Boo Boo and Boobalina was another one that had a really gorgeous style. Um, it looked like 
this would be the best 2D platform game ever, basically. Wow. <laughs> it's just got this really gorgeous sort of pastely hand-drawn sort of thing. And you sort of see it from side on in certain shots. And it just kind of looked like a, a beautiful sort of indie game to me. <laughs> and I like that one. Um, and the other one uh, I wanted to mention, Bureau of Proto-Society was quite good. Um, it's like a like a war room of a bunch of people talking around, sitting around um, and trying to work out what happened to the world and hmm. they basically all their evidence that they've got in inverted commas is um from basically like movies and tv shows so they were like <laughs> oh aliens aliens did it and they go no 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 it was zombies <laughs> so they're just watching all these clips and go oh no no this is definitely what happened <laughs> and that... <laughs> i admit i didn't see that one that sounds funny and then, then like at the end, someone breaks in and go, "No, the world's still there. Look, we've got footage." And they show the footage, and they go, oh, look, the world looks beautiful. And and then it scrolls down, and then there's like an anime girl at the bottom, and like, oh, and it's an opening sequence to an anime sequence, the TV series. Oh, that's great. And the the thing is that um, by the time you listen to this, uh, they won't be online anymore because um, they're coming off on the thirty first of January, but. They've got to be doing something with them, surely. <laughs> they wouldn't have put all this effort in to make things available for like a month. Um, so I'm sure they'll leave. I'd love to, you know, like be able to buy a Blu-ray of the set of them or something. You could. That would all. be awesome. Because they're, like I said, they're not all amazing. Some of them are really weird. Um, but they, as a collection, they'd be great. And some of them are just music videos, but there's such beautiful animation in a lot of them. And very just, unique too. Yeah, and I just love the short form, basically. Um, it gives you such freedom, and it's really nice to see this. And I hopefully you'll be able to see it somewhere soon. And if you can, I really recommend it. Um, not, Likewise. Not all of them will work for you, probably. But some of them will. Um, and also, I wanted to talk about another short that I didn't, I didn't mention on the podcast before, because um, I watched it, like, was released like the end of last year and then there wasn't any podcast where i had the opportunity to talk about it um but i really liked it so i just wanted to mention it and it's called fresh cut grass uh, i love that short yep, i love I, that short i thought you'd seen it uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, in the edinburgh uh, animation festival that i went to that oh, first, showed it there yeah that was i mentioned that short when um on the very first podcast oh, <laughs> oh uh, right <laughs> I love that short. Yeah, so good. It's made by um, Boulder Media, mm -hmm. who are the Irish animation studio who are responsible for the animation of the 2015 Danger Mouse series, which is Ace. Um, and it's directed by the guy who directed that, and he's called Robert Cullen. And yeah, it's this. Um, so good. It's about this little puppy dog. <laughs> who goes off to the big city to meet his sister, and it's <laughs> not quite what you expect it's going to be. <laughs> it's got, yeah, it's so sweet and dark. Like, you know, it's just too cute, you know? Like, you know something horrible is about to happen, and that's all. I mean, it's just, it's great. It's not, there's only a trailer available, available online right now, right? You can't... No, really... no, you can watch it now. Oh, you can watch the whole thing? Oh, fantastic. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. why... Um, 
because that's why I wrote it up because it was yeah. it was only just available online like late December I think. Mm, so, yeah, um, that's awesome. So I recommend you watch that, people. Um, <laughs> so good. <laughs> uh, oh, have you seen? Um, talking of shorts, have you seen uh, World of Tomorrow yet? Don Hertzfeld. Not yet. Not yet. That it, like. It, yeah, in the next like couple of days, I need cool. to watch that. Because I I talked about it on the podcast last week because it's good. Hmm. It's only like sixteen minutes, so I know you're very right. busy and you have have a lot of short stories <laughs> for yourself. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, pretty much. Well, I'm not always. I, I actually am about twenty films behind, but um, but we have uh, we have. February through May programmed at this point. Wow. Which is really cool. Um, and then um, we'll probably, and we're working on one more month because I need to make sure I, um, we have, I don't know, I'd like to have like a few months done ahead of time. <laughs> I'm still working on a system, but um, yeah, we've got an amazing lineup um, coming up for February 10th. And uh, yeah, they're incredible films. And then we also are going to show in March, we'll be showing um, one of Bill Plimpton's films, Footprints. Uh-huh. I don't know if you ever saw that short. We'll be screening that in March, as well as um, a short called Fred, which you can actually watch online. I'm a huge fan of this guy's work, Misha Klein. He did stop motion animation. And he also um, worked on Anomalisa. Um, wow. As an animator, I, I don't know. I haven't talked to him about that. I just saw his name in the credits. Seriously, the films are amazing. They're from all around the world. Um, so, uh, yep, in the same space, the Out to Sea space um, through April. And then we should have, we'll have a new venue in May to be announced. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I kind of guess what your answer is going to be, but... Yvonne, have you been watching anything <laughs> at all? Um, you know, actually, while I've been rendering stuff for TAP, um, I did catch up on some Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's just great. I think I'm still ending at the tail end, just the last couple episodes of season one. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's great to be able to. So I have a little bit of downtime, you know, when I'm rendering these small little shots for the tap movie. So um, it kind of works out great to um, catch up on it animation nights uh submissions and also watch little things like that so but otherwise yeah i've just been uh helping coordinate um and produce uh the out to sea festival and uh work on animation nights in new york stuff there's been a lot to do plus freelance work plus tap stuff so i've been kind of um just you know keeping my nose to the ground <laughs> like just just working and staying focused and you know trying to get enough sleep and stuff <laughs> yeah yeah that's quite kind of important mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> honestly just to get through is like stay healthy and focus <laughs> that's all i can do but um it's good though it's all really good stuff like um yeah okay so moving on um <laughs> Before the next episode comes out, um, next Sunday, I believe, um, there is going to be the Annie Awards. Yeah. Um, so we thought that we would just talk about that for a bit, um, do a little preview of maybe, well, a bit of a recap of what's nominated and what we might hope might win, I guess. Um, 
and so you may remember um basically the pixar films got a record number of nominations wow between uh inside out good dinosaur and sam j super team um 25 <laughs> nominations they got wow and uh when you can see the good dinosaur didn't even get a nomination at the Oscars, so. Um. Well, at least it's getting acknowledged because I will, I will. Def- I mean, I know that's considered because of the numbers it had. It was considered. It was technically considered a, a Pixar flop, but I, I still think that movie deserves more of a you know more props than it's getting. Totally. So, so I'm I'm glad to see that it's still it's still on here, even though. Out of the two Pixar films, I, I bet you Inside Out's got the better chances of winning. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the nominees for Best Animated Feature are Anomalisa, Inside Out, Shaun the Sheep, the movie, The Good Dinosaur, and Peanuts. Um, so, slightly different from the Oscars. Um, well, too different from the Oscars. <laughs> um so yeah, Inside Out's gonna win, yeah. <laughs> that's that's that seems to be the strongest candidate from what I can see. Other than, I mean, uh, I haven't seen Anomalisa though, and per- personally, I would hope Anomalisa would win just to be, you know, not you know the whole not Disney thing because I I bet you it's probably if, if it's not gonna be if it's not gonna win the Oscars, you know, I just. I would like to. I would like to see that mil- that film get some kind of credit. The Annie's often likes to give awards to DreamWorks things, but there's no DreamWorks option this year, so no. uh, that's not going to happen. So perhaps they'll be like, ah, Peanuts movie. We're going to go completely outside the box. There. <laughs> that would be awesome too. I would also be happy if Sean Sheet won. I'm not going to lie. You're surprised, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I can understand why. I mean, I would say, like, show show it some love, man. If, if it, you know, yeah, it's good. It's not going to get the Oscar, so <laughs> I can't say I've got a lot of experience with the best animated special production category. In that, I haven't seen any of them. Uh, Elf, Buddy's Musical Christmas. <laughs> he named me Malala. I'm a witness. Kite, Kurt Cobain montage of Heck, and Nico and the Sword of Light. I don't really know much about any of that. Oh, Neither I know. do I, unfortunately. I know that He Named Me Malala is a documentary, as is Kurt Cobain's mm-hmm. montage of Heck. Um, so I guess they're nominated because they're not entirely animated. They've got animated segments. Um, so, and Elf Buddy's Musical Christmas is like a Christmas festive special, like a half-hour thing. Uh, and I think Nico and the Sword of Light was um, a animated pilot on Amazon. So, yeah, I have nothing to say on that. I don't know what's going to win. <laughs> and best animated short subject, Carface. Sorry, don't know. <laughs> dissonance, dissonance. Or, yeah, dissonance. Dissonance. How do you say that? <laughs> I don't know. I you, uh, said it right. you said it right. Yeah. Uh, if I was God, again, don't know anything about that, but... Carface and If I Was God were both made by the National Film Board of Canada. So, go Canada, if I, I suppose. Was God, that sounds super familiar. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, nice. Again, don't know. <laughs> Sanjay Super Team, the Pixar one. So, that might win. I really, I really like that one. I haven't seen it yet, to be honest, because I didn't see Good Dinosaur, but hey. <laughs> I, I've heard good things. I trust your opinion. Um, 
World of Tomorrow, I've seen and it was great. Uh, so, if I was only to go on what I've seen, I'd say World of Tomorrow, but I haven't seen any others. So <laughs> it's not really fair. Um, but World of Tomorrow is great. Uh, again, I don't know anything about the animated television broadcast commercial, so I'm just going to skip that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw um, a bunch of those. I, was, I guess that was the other thing that I watched is I watched more on visual effects society i was you know did the judging i was you know you judge you act as a judge for that so i got to see a lot of special features and some of the animated stuff were also um um the kind of things that um well like theme park ride uh animation and you know what i mean there are special categories like that it was kind of interesting to see Mm -hmm. but um and movie stuff yeah exactly right like what yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was yeah. going to mention that. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to skip over the best animated television for preschool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't say I've watched any of those. Um, oh, no, I have seen some. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Rabbit, I've seen. Uh, yeah, because my nieces watch that. Um, that's uh, made by. That's made by. Um, I think brown bag over in Ireland. That's mm. cute. Uh, that's all I can say about that. <laughs> uh, best animated television broadcast for children is Clarence, Gravity Falls, Harvey Beaks, Sanjay and Craig, Star vs. Forces of Evil, Steven Universe, or Wonder Woo! Yonder. Good lineup. I have to say, the only one I'm not too thrilled about is Sanjay and Craig, but then again, I haven't really been watching that show, so maybe maybe I'm I could be surprised, but... I would say that my the triple threat for me would be uh, Wander Over Yonder, Steven Universe, and Gravity Falls. Though Star vs. the Force of Evil is is good. I've only seen Gravity Falls and Wander Over Yonder, and I'd say Gravity Falls would be my pick. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd say probably stands quite a good chance of winning because it's going to be its last chance probably. Yep. <laughs> so if they if they go on that thing, um, best general. Audience animated television production: Bob's Burgers, Bojack Horseman, Moonbeam City, or The Simpsons. Can't really say I have much of an opinion there. Uh, what would you say, Chris? Bojack's great. Mm-hmm. Bob's Burgers is awesome. The Simpsons, you know, it's The Simpsons <laughs> not as good as it used to be. Um, Moonbeam City, the one episode I saw of that was oh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I've only seen the one episode still, but it was great. Um, but quite nice to see Bojack have it, I think. Yeah, <laughs> that would be cool. Because that really goes places. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then there's the exciting one, which is the best animated feature independent. Woo! First time yeah, we're on awesome. it. Boy in the World, Carhill Gibbrains, The Prophet, The Boy and the Beast, or When Money Was There. And I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> can't say um um i really want to see them i really want to see boy in the world i really want to see boy and the beast yeah. and i mean marnie was there i have yet to see for some stupid reason and um i haven't that, i'll admit i haven't heard of the the prophet but i it, i would considering the that. lineup the considering the yeah. lineup that it's got i would say it's you know if it can be if it can stand toe-to-toe with the rest of these movies i would be interested in seeing it yeah, that's the um, um, actually I I saw that uh, sort of early on. That's the one with all the different um, uh, independent animators who do sort of like a section of yeah. the um, 
of the stories based on the book. They're um, or they're like little uh, uh, vignettes or um, or poems. Hey, where did the day? <laughs> oh, right, vignettes. But um, yeah, that's a beautiful movie. But I yeah, I haven't seen I'm... the rest of them, so I don't know. I I think you know we'd be happy if any of them win. Really, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I kind of think it may be between Boy in the World and Marnie, just because. Boy in the World seems to be getting a lot of attention, um, you know, and it got that Oscar nomination, um, as did Marnie. <laughs> uh, and but I don't know, if the Ghibli factor might be like, oh yeah, Ghibli. <laughs> um, if that's going to be, you know, the equivalent of yeah, Disney. <laughs> so I don't know which is going to win, but I'd say those were the front runners. But who? Yeah. Um. A lot of the categories are just technical ones, but I'll see if there's anything else really worth mentioning. Um, student film? No, I don't think we <laughs> we won't have seen any of them. So, animation of video game? Uh, interesting. I've, I've, some of them I haven't heard of, but I know like the one or two. The um, well, I think the Evolve was one of the big video games that came out this year, and I remember the anime. At least the uh, Design for the monsters. I could understand getting a technical award for that. Uh, outstanding achievement directing in animated feature. That will be one worth. Uh, so Anomalisa, Extraordinary Tales, Inside Out, Cahill Gabe Brains, The Prophet, Sean the Sheep Movie, The Peanuts yeah. Movie, or When Marnie Was There. Um, again, probably Inside Out's a favourite. You would have thought. Um, for Pete Doctor and Ronnie Del Carmen. Um, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> They're all... Extraordinary Tales is the interesting one, because that is the um, the Edgar Allan Poe anthology thing. Um, oh. Which isn't anywhere else in the nominations, I don't think. It's not up for Best Animated Film or anything. Um, I've heard some interesting things about that, because uh, all, um, all the styles are... It's like each segment has got a different style. Um, hmm. And they've also got voiceovers by, I think, Christopher Lee does one of them. Um, Bella Lugosi does another one. Uh, and I don't know if it's Vincent Price. I think they might all be dead. Like, huh. Dead actors doing the voiceover. That's amazing. Uh, obviously recorded beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's really funny. So if, it was, if it was recorded after the fact, I'd be very concerned, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Just to stay the obvious. So. <laughs> uh, I guess the other one that might Roger Allers for Cahill Gibrain's The Prophet because he's a bit of a legend because he directed The Lion King. So maybe maybe that will get some kudos as well. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, or Charlie Kaufman and Duke Johnson for an Anomalisa. Who can say? But Inside Out's got to be the favourite, really, isn't it? <laughs> That's my gut feeling, but, you know, it. who who knows the way which way the audiences are going to swing mm-hmm. in terms of the overall feature films, but we might be surprised. Okay. So those are, I think, all the interesting categories, because I 
uh, writing it's just inside out Sean the Sheep the movie and when money was there Sean the Sheep is interesting that it's there because it's got no dialogue yeah and I did actually write in my review that people when people talk about writing in a film a lot of the time people just think of dialogue but there's a lot yeah, more to it than that dialogue. no um so yeah that's got to have been a pretty amazing script, really. Uh, <laughs> although a lot of it's probably down storyboarding as well. But Yeah, I would like to see, if, even yeah. if it doesn't get an overall film nomination, I would like to see Shaun the Sheep win some of the other categories. Because mm. it, it, it sounds like it deserves it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Oh, and also... They are going to give an award to Iso Takahata, which is nice. Uh, oh, cool. For Windsor McKay Award for their career contribution. Mm. Uh, wow. So he's, he's definitely getting that. It's not a nomination. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the Annies are next week end, and I they are being streamed live online uh, at a time that will completely not suit me. Uh, time... <laughs> Time zone wise, so I won't be watching them live. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else will be. Um, I'll try, um, but it's like my like I've said, my schedule's been very very crazy. So who knows? It might just fall on time. That's bad for me. Also, maybe I could just try recording it. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll definitely be talking about them when we know the answers. Um, <laughs> so listen out for that in a future episode, not next week because <laughs> it won't have come out by then. Um, but the one after, I guess. Yeah. So, episode 30. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> wow. Incredible. Big Frio. Uh, also, in the world of awards, I did, before we wrap up, I did want to uh, just mention the Oscars because um, there's been a lot of attention on the Oscars recently. Um, there was a lot of controversy based on the nominations um, and the fact that in all the major categories, basically everyone nominated was white. Um, mm-hmm. And it was like second year in a row that's happened. And people were saying, hey, where are all the diverse people? Um, and as a result of all the outcry this time, the Academy have actually made some changes to their rules. Um, and basically the entry to the Academy uh the way it's done, it's going to be changing so that you will need to have been active in the film industry within the last 10 years. Um, basically get you 10 years. If you're in, if you're active this year, that'll get you 10 years worth of membership. Um, whereas previously you got it for life basically. So there was, which has resulted in a bunch of old people who haven't worked in the industry for ages. Um, <laughs> And some have said that that might slightly affect what they vote for. I would, um, I would think so. Yeah, so they're trying to get um, younger people and a lot more women and um, a lot more people from diverse groups and everything in there, um, which is good. And that's obviously the main issue. But we are an animation podcast. Um, so we, I am going to ask whether we think that that, this change to the um, Academy membership is going to affect animation at all. Um, Because what it's going to do is it's going to make the membership more diverse and also it's going to 
mean that it's going to be less old white men um, <laughs> who may be not that interested in animation, to be fair. There's a good chance that maybe that, you know, freshening up the you know, the people voting for the, the movies, you know, if they're freshening up the, you know, the pool that they're using to, to choose which ones, you know, wins, it might it might work more in the animation, you know, in the favor of the animation category and just kind of, you know, helping it be a more, uh, at least varied pool of people to, you know, say, oh, this is really good. No, this is really good. And maybe make it a bit more of a competition. I think it might not necessarily affect what's been nominated. Because no. I think we're fairly happy with what gets nominated in the animated category generally. Because it's been, it's, as we have mentioned on several occasions, it is nominated by people in the animation side of the film industry. So they know what they're talking about. <laughs> but then the overall winner is voted on by the whole academy, the whole membership. And that is where all the old dudes who don't care about animation come into it and just go uh what's disney I'll exactly yeah i don't think things um, are i don't think a lot of movies are necessarily watched right yeah so if the membership becomes younger and more diverse there's going to be a lot more people who actually give animation a shot hopefully yeah make it and more of, like i said make more of a race instead of just just picking disney yeah. on default these are hopefully going to people who uh, oh yeah I'll vote for DreamWorks this year or whatever, or even I'll vote for Ghibli or an independent thing. So hopefully it won't be just the Disney and Pixar show forever, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. But who can say? Perhaps it'll just stay the same. Um, At um, least with this, the, this particular line, lineup of films, I know Inside Out seemed to sweep the board with a lot of, you know, a lot of very, the, with a large audience. So it's, it's, I'm still pretty convinced it's it's the top contender as of right now. Maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised to like, oh, something else was able to come out on top. But we'll have to see. It's that whole thing of like, I I can't say it doesn't deserve it, because it does. It's just, mm -hmm. it'd always be nice to see something else get some recognition. Uh, but there you go. Show the sheet, no. Um, yeah, sure, there's eight. <laughs> or, or where are the others? <laughs> Any of them. Hey, the, the animation category is is slightly more diverse than some of the other things because um, one's directed by a Brazilian. Mm -hmm. So he's probably not white. <laughs> One of them is directed by a Japanese person. <laughs> yep. I don't think... Uh, British counts as a minority, so we'll skip over that one. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the Inside Out is directed by Pete Doctor and Ronnie Del Carmen, who I think might be... I think he's uh, Cuban. I think oh, I'm making that up. <laughs> You're making that up completely. Uh, I, th <laughs> I think he's... Um, I think he might be of like Latino extraction. So. Um, and animation industry does have a diversity issue of its own and yeah. I'm not, like I don't think any film by a woman has ever won animated feature uh, not alone anyway because um, Brave won didn't it and that was co-direct because it got, take, right. uh, got taken away from Brenda Chapman yeah. um, and 
again, Frozen was co-directed by... Um, I've forgotten both their names, I'm sorry. Is <laughs> it Jennifer Lee, I think? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't think a film... And that's probably because there aren't that many animation features directed by women in the industry as a whole, which needs to change. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, and But some studios have done better than others, because DreamWorks, um, Kung Fu Panda 2, was directed by a lady. Yes, it was. And Kung, Fan, Kung Fu Panda 3 is co-directed by her again, and someone else. Um, and Ardman have had a film, uh, uh, Arthur Christmas, was directed by a woman. Uh, but, oh, that was an excellent movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Disney and Pixar haven't been doing so well. So, sort that out. It's about time, frankly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think that's that's about it for the Oscars for now, until they happen. <laughs> yep. So, yep, it's been an interesting show, just a bit of a hodgepodge mix. Um, and we will let you know what the next show is going to be in the near future when we've sorted that out. Um, maybe Kung Fu Panda 3, maybe TV, maybe something else. Who knows? Um you can follow everything we've been up to on animationforadults.com. You can follow us on Tumblr, Facebook, Pinterest, Google Plus, and Twitter, uh, where you can follow us at AFA Blog. Uh, you can also find me personally on Twitter at Mr. Crystal and Rachel at Fail to Ninja on Twitter. And Yvonne, I'm at iSnare underscore Inc. And uh, also, if you would like to submit a short film um, to Animation Nights New York, uh, you can find us on Film Freeway or go to animationnights.nyc. And when is the next Animation Nights? Again, February 10th, isn't it? Yes, February 10th, Wednesday at 8 o'clock, 192 Front Street in the South Street Seaport, uh, New York City. So please join us. Admission is free. If you're (laughs) in the New York area, don't miss that. And say hi to Yvonne. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Okay. Uh, uh, So you can find out all our previous episodes on animationforadults.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on uh, podcast.com, and on our website. And you can leave us a nice review if you enjoyed the show, maybe. Uh, It helps people find us. Um, And you can drop us an email at podcast at animationforadults.com. And we will see you very soon for some more cartoon chat and interesting conversations about animation, or at least we hope you find them interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we do. I we find do. them interesting. Uh, that's any consolation. Totally. totally. So we we will catch you very soon. And good night, right, everybody. Take care. Bye. See you soon.
Anglo Anglo I don't know how you say it. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I ever think these things through? Um The Angloom Ang <laughs> Angloom I'll just say it's a French uh, no, I'm, I'm trying to look at the word myself. Like, <laughs> make sure to include this for like bloopers later. Um, Angelume and Angelume. Angelume. That's 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 what I'm going with right now. Sorry, French listeners. Sorry. 